Welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 256, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. This is a Tudor talk episode. <laughs> I don't know why every time we finally get to me, my mouth is just like heavy and glued You forgot shut. your name. <laughs> no, my like mouth was just heavy. So I just said whatever. This is Sam. This is a talk episode where the Tudors talk. Oh my goodness. It is 9.05 p.m. Yep. We're podcasting on Tuesday. Yep. I'm sleepy. Yep. And we're drinking hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to take a nap. Little does Sam know, this was on my list today. So that's why we're up here. When I asked if we could move this until like Thursday and you said no, I said it's on his list. I knew. Once you said no to not to doing it Thursday, I knew it was on your list for today. I knew it. Mm-hmm. All right, so Sam and I were talking as the podcast was getting fired up. When the fuck did cars become so goddamn expensive to fix? Dude, right? Because so, and he, here's like our perspective of things. I got my, what was it, a 1994 Honda Accord for $700. And I got that my freshman year of college, so 2011. I sold that when we started dating. Yeah. No, I got it my sophomore year of college, 2012. Uh-huh. Still, though, I sold that when we started dating, so that was five years. Because we started dating in 2017. Yeah. And we actually sold in 2018. Right. So six years, I had that car for seven hundred dollars, and we sold it for five hundred. Mm-hmm. And everything that like we ever needed to fix on it was so cheap. Dude, I honestly think about that, and <clears throat> my um my diesel makes me want to kill myself. But um, Dies- diesels are naturally more expensive, though. Right. Oh, for sure. It's just like even my car. Dude, even my my car. Why the fuck is that so expensive? Right. Everything's so fucking expensive, dude. I'm... I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened. I think, like, car manufacturers purposely have done it. Because look at my mom's Malibu, where it literally takes an hour just to change out a headlight. And... That like it's actually been. Proven. It does not fucking take an hour. It takes two hours. Yeah, it's a fucking shit show. Yeah, and it's been proven that their like whole um, like wiring is faulty to make them burn out faster. Right. Because literally, I've had to change out one headlight the entire time we had the Forerunner, which was two years ish. Yeah. Um, we've had to change out my mom's headlights eight times in the same span. Right. Like, it is ridiculous. Like, maybe in like three years, but still. Yeah, I just sit here and I think, I, I spend too much time thinking about this. I like upkeep, mm-hmm. right? And this is the same thing with rental properties, and it's the same thing with your house and all that shit that people aren't thinking about, that people aren't accounting for when they buy a house, when they're buying rental shit like that. The upkeep. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's different. And let me explain this. The older the house, typically the more upkeep you need. Yeah. Okay. The older the 
the older the rental, the more upkeep you need. The newer the car, the more, the more upkeep you need. Oh my god, yeah. The older the car, the cheaper it is to fucking maintain upkeep all that shit. Dude, think if we were driving around two thousand, like the year two thousand Honda Civics. Mm-hmm. Bruh. Yeah. Thirty-five MPGs. Maintenance is nothing. You can fix every single thing yourself with ease. Mm-hmm. It's just, dude, it's these new cars and shit that are newer cars, newer vehicles that have so much shit everywhere, jam-packed everywhere. Like the sensors, the all the wiring. Everything. It's so hard to work on. It's so hard to do anything with. Like before, Kyle and I did everything to our vehicles. Mm-hmm. And now the newer the vehicles get, the harder it becomes to do the work on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I remember like when we started dating, you changed my brakes for me on the Honda Accord. Because it didn't take long. No. But then we tried to do it. You tried changing brakes on some of our newer cars. And you had to stop (coughs) doing it because it was such a shit show (coughs) every fucking time. Yeah, it's so fucking annoying. And it doesn't help that I'm always switching new cars. So if I were to just get a car and understand it and then just, like, do that, it wouldn't be a big deal. But every time I'd have to learn, like, the new fucking shit with it, you know? Wasn't there one that it was, like, a whole fucking process? Like, you had to take the whole, like, hub off and everything or some shit? That was a... There was one of those. Mm-hmm. But if I remember correctly, it was not a new, new car. It was, like... Wasn't it the Spectra or something stupid? It might have been. Yeah. It was, like like mid 2000s like a 08 ish 10 ish and i was just like i'm out dude i sold the vehicle Mm -hmm. so but there i don't know there's a lot of shit like that that it's like i just there's just the maintenance on them is what's gonna fucking kill you Mm -hmm. you know you can buy something and then you just a maintenance hog Mm mm-hmm where if you buy right and have your maintenance low, I mean, that's why Tundras and shit are so good and Tacomas, Forerunners, all that shit. Yeah. They're so good because the maintenance, sure, you pay maybe a little premium up front, but your maintenance bill is a quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of how old my four, my other Forerunner was. Mm-hmm. It was an 08? Oh, I always got it wrong. 05. 05. Um... And the main, the only things we really had to do to it ever was oil changes. I think we had to get the brakes changed once. And the tires, maybe, I think we put on new tires. Might have been that, yeah. And I think that was it. Besides, like, the frame rotting out. But, like. Right. That has to do with being up north. No, I was the manufacturers. They didn't undercoat those years. Mm-hmm. So. Um. Yeah, and so that's why we got just upgraded the Forerunner because we knew going into it, it wasn't going to need any weird shit. Well, in theory, it won't, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing we have with it right now is the tire sensors. Yeah. But. I got that with my truck, too. Yeah. It's just crazy, dude. I, I, everything is so fucking expensive to fix. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. But, I mean, houses are, too, right? Because so, I was thinking about that today. I was like, man. I was like, God, I should have, like, become a mechanic 
been able to work on all my vehicles and I was like, ooh, houses are more expensive to work on those. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a... Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, even with this house, right, like we redid a good chunk of it. Right. Um, so in theory, you would think like the maintenance bill on it would be a lot less now that we've redone a whole bunch of stuff. Well, like we didn't put in new windows, so we have some of the windows plastic wrapped. We um, didn't obviously fix all like the weird drywall shit. Right. Which that's just aesthetic. But like this summer we had the pipe burst, the, it didn't burst, um, the outside faucet, it just pours water into the basement. Mm. So like that's something we could probably fix down the road, but that's going to not be cheap to fix. Because you probably have to tear that drywall out and see why it's oh, leaking yeah. inside. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, luckily, that's something that doesn't have to be fixed, which right. is good. Um, but yeah, like because this house is older, we'll probably always have little things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Last year, we had ants coming into the basement because it's a sandstone foundation. foundation. So they can just burrow in. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I have a good answer. I know, though, if, like, I know if you're smart about it, you can very much alleviate a lot of your maintenance, a lot of your shit, but you're not going to have as nice of a ride. Like, you're not going to have as comfy of a ride and shit like mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah. You're not going to have as safe of a car, all that shit you won't get. Yeah. I did see um, a video. I don't, You probably don't know a whole lot of all this there's a lot of videos going around of, like, things you should do, like, at least once a year, like, around your house. Mm. So, like, one guy talked about, like, going around your house and making sure, like, uh, on the outside that your windows are all cocked around the edges. Mm. So, like, make sure there's no cracks in it and to, like, re-cock mm. any cracks. And even, like, um, is there cock in siding, too? Do you have to? Depending on the type of siding, yes. Okay. Um, so, making sure that's all good. And then, like, I've seen a lot of people talk about draining their water heaters. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah, they say once a year you should drain your water heater. Why? Because um, there's, like, a lot of, like, sediment and, like, debris and stuff that comes in from, obviously, the city water. And so it all just settles at the bottom of it. And they said, so if you empty it it can help your water heater last another uh, while actually interesting Mm -hmm. i mean there's obviously like certain steps and stuff you have to do to do it properly right um but i was i was kind of shocked by that i was like it'd be interesting to like talk to like a plumber oh we could talk to um matt matt and see what he says yeah interesting Mm -hmm. well dude that was the same thing with like um i had some of my wells looked at and the uh, well plumb driller, well, the well guy, the well guy was uh, out there and he's just like, every year, twice a year, you should check your tanks for pressure. And there was a couple other things he told me I should check. And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm out here right now for a reason. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, <clears throat> if you want to prevent me come from having to come out here, do these things and i was like fuck interesting that's wild mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah they don't really give you like ownership manuals well another thing is if you turn off your tanks 
if you turn off your well and check the pressure, you're supposed to have a certified well guy turn it back on. It's something like it's something like that. It's something where I was like, he's telling me what I should do, but I was like, technically I can't do that, and he's like, technically no, you can't. Interesting. Yeah. So wait, the switch that's in the hallway of the office, is that the actual switch for the well pump? No. Okay. Well. Yeah, it is. That's a dumb place to put that switch. Why? Why? Do you know how many times when I come up those steps, I switch that one off? Yeah. Truth that. Yeah, we need to put like a box around that thing. Yeah, that's a good idea. Something. Uh huh. Or a different color plate or something. I don't know. That's funny. Good point. Mm. So, just for context, literally, you come up the steps, and there's one light switch right at the top of the steps, which is the well pump. And then it's just like a little, like, five feet of landing until you get the door. And then there's the actual light switch for the basement. Yeah. And they're just, like, very shoddily written and have gone Sharpie. Yep. And I'm just, every time I see it. I think it's actually a silver plate already. I think it's a different color plate. But I still want to switch it off. Because it's just right there. Anyways. Uh, that's fun. Yeah, houses and cars, they're uh, bundles of joy. Bundles of joy. This is why, like, renting is actually good for a lot of people. All right. I'm going to go down two roads. Okay. You're going to follow me. Yes. And then I want to tackle a third road. Okay. And then we're done with this podcast. And we're going to see if I can remember all of it as I go. Okay. So, PVD podcast. Mm-hmm. Mortgages. Yes. Are up 90% since... JB took office from Trump, Mm -hmm. the man. So in three years, uh, he's uh, managed to increase mortgage rates, the average mortgage rate by 90%. Wild. There's only only three metro areas in the United States where it's cheaper to buy than rent. That is based off of just mortgages, not including property tax and insurance either. That's strictly just your your PMI, okay. principal principal uh, interest. Yeah, that's it. Okay, am I supposed to guess? Oh no. Pittsburgh, maybe Jacksonville. One other one, not important. Anyways, overall. It is way cheaper to rent when you fact just it's cheaper to rent just based on rent amount compared to just your mortgage, your principal and interest. However, when you add in property tax, you add in your insurance, you add in your upkeep and maintenance, it is fucking way cheaper to rent mm-hmm. way way cheaper to rent you and i've talked about this on the podcast yeah we have because we've talked about if we took 20 percent or took 25 percent of our income because you're supposed to a lot like 25 percent of your income to to rent mm-hmm. or to whatever 
we could live in a sick ass pad yeah. for twenty five percent of our income. Yeah, we could. Um. So, going off what you were saying, it is way cheaper to rent than it is to own. Piggybacking off of that, Mike and I today were chatting about communal living. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how <clears throat> other cultures, mm-hmm. um, Asian, certain Asian cultures, Hmong, uh, certain uh, Latin, uh, Latino uh, cultures, Mexicans, you know, they will have multiple people residing in a home, mm-hmm. multiple generations residing in a home, right? So you look at it kind of like this. In the U.S., we think there's something fucking great and grand about the American dream, about going it your own, living yourself. Well, guys, how is that fucking working for us? Have we looked at the rest of the world? I don't think we're the fucking smart ones. Mm-mm. I think we're the fucking idiots, dude. Yep. Here's why. If you've got two or three families in a house... Paying for your mortgage. Helping take care of the kids. Helping cook and clean. Sharing vehicles. Mm -hmm. Sharing shit. Like, how much more can you have if everybody's pitching in? Here's what I mean. And we've talked about this before yeah, at yeah. fucking wit's end because I've talked about if you could get a community of 30 people to live together in a fucking, you know, if you could go buy 150 acres, 160 acres because it's in 40 parcels. So if you go buy 160 acres with 30 people, you get to split everything. Mm-hmm. You're splitting your property taxes. You're splitting your insurance, splitting your uh, mortgage. You can have some nice cars. You can have some shitty cars. You only need a set of, like, if, if, if you work on cars and shit, like, you, you fix your own cars, you only need one toolbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah, How much money did we just save there by having one toolbox? Yeah. How about this? For all the guys out there that do a DIY projects, how many motherfuckers got a chop saw in their garage? How many motherfuckers got, like, multiple drills and all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, what if there's three guys living in a house together? Two, three guys living in a house together. It's about the cost. You only need one fucking chop saw still. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, there's so many things. If you go down that route, like, okay, let's get a generator. Okay, well, why don't we all pitch in then and get one nice propane-operated generator right. instead of fucking each getting shitty gas ones? Mm-hmm. There's so many things, dude. If, if people could just fucking open their goddamn minds... And fucking work together. But we can't do. We're too goddamn selfish. Mm-hmm. If we could just fucking work together. Quit being like, oh, the American dream. Oh, we need to go on alone. And we could be like, hey, we're family. Or we're really close friends. Let's fucking crush this world together. Mm-hmm. What could you have, dude? Why don't you get... Th- I'm just going to say it like this. The average household income for a couple is like $78,000, right? Realistic. Most people we know, let's just say 120000 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's just say you're your your couple, two two people bringing in 120,000. Okay. How big of a house could you have if you had three couples bringing in 360 grand into one house? So what they say a third of your wages? You so you can well 25% is like safe. So 360 divided by 12 times 0.25. So you're, you'd be at 7,500. So before interest rates went whack, that's a million dollar home. Yeah. What kind of fucking properties in Eau Claire were there for a million dollars? Some the, big right, motherfucking mansions. Yeah, there's some, that big mansion down by the lake, remember? Or the mm-hmm. river? Yeah. So let's think about it this way. Is there enough room to have three families in there? Yeah. Fuck Yeah. And not even, like, probably see each other if you don't want. You can all have your own wing. Yeah. You can all have your own shit, dude. And so you're all splitting that, right? Well, hey, why don't we also split a work truck? We only need one truck then. Yeah. Then we can, like, all drive a couple beater cars. Mm-hmm. Right? Just have, like, regular whatever cars. But, hey, since we got all this money pooling together, why don't we buy a couple classic cars? Mm-hmm. Why don't we buy one nice Ferrari? We can afford it. Yeah. Let's just get one used Ferrari for 150 grand. Yeah. We can afford it. There's there's so many f- things that like we are not thinking about. Mm-hmm. And we're cuz cuz we want to we want to do what like we've gotten so programmed. We've let everybody influence our decisions. And so now we, we're incapable of looking outside of the box. Or when we look outside of the box, we're we're afraid of getting judged. We're not we're not willing to like bring on new opinions because it wasn't what we were raised with. Mm-hmm. Um the, like shit sounds crazy, right? Like doomsday prepping. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh how fucking crazy is it when every goddamn movie that's made is about, is about fucking the world ending, dude. Yeah. Right? So it's like if if we just go down this and just keep going and keep going, da, 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 how awful would it be to have your grandma live on the same property as you and help out with the kids, mm-hmm. teach you shit, te- teach the ladies shit on how to fucking uh, make bread, make can. bread, yeah, can foods, grow a garden. Wow, sounds like a real fucking dumb idea to have grandma living with, helping raise the kids and teaching the next generation all the things she knows, mm-hmm. right? But for some motherfucking reason, we think it's stupid in the U.S. Mm-hmm. How come it's the fucking U.S. and you look around at a bunch of other fucking countries, a bunch of other cultures, and they're like, yeah, we got grandma. We got three generations in a house. Mm-hmm. How much more do you think? And they're like elderly actually get taken care of. That's because they're in the house with the kids that can take care of them. Mm-hmm. So how many of those people are learning things right now? Getting passed down from generation to generation about about like different ways of cooking, preserving foods, canning, um, sewing. You know, like sewing's a lost art. Mm-hmm. So many things like that. How many of those things in other countries are getting passed down and those people are going to learn and us in the U.S., we're not going to have any of it. Mm-mm. None of it. Nope. Because we're living the American dream. Mm-hmm. 
It's also interesting, too, because we don't like to ask for help, either. It's stupid. Right? Like, we have to do everything on our own. We can't ask for help. We can't, like, receive help. Like, we need to do it ourselves to prove we can do it. And it's just, like, most countries, especially, like, European countries, when you have a kid, they, like, send a, like, nanny or helper or something, uh, I think, to come, like, once or twice a week for the first, like, yeah. couple months. And they can, like, they're usually there to, like, help do chores around the house, to, like, do laundry, do dishes, whatever you can't keep up. Because having a kid is really fucking hard. Right. So... They, like, just give you someone to help you out because right. you need it. You don't have to ask for it. They just right. give it to you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, people here don't even, like, want to ask for help. No. They want don't want to say how hard it is. We all have to, like, we all act like we're so strong and independent and all this shit. And it's just, no. We all know it's hard. We all know it sucks. Right. So let's band together and... Do it right. Do it better. Well, I think I, may, maybe that used to happen more in the U.S. I think it used to happen more, but we're getting so far away from that. Mm-hmm. So the kid thing is is huge, right? Yeah. But just think of it like getting together to help someone replace their roof on their house. Yeah. Like my all my dad's side of the family got together to replace my parents' roof. Right. And that's what they did for like everything for everyone. They all, like, if someone needed new siding, they all came together and put siding up. My uncle built a chicken coop, and I believe, like, a whole bunch of them came together and helped. They would all butcher chickens together every year. All it takes is one person to know, and everyone else can just help. Mm -hmm. And when you look at a whole family, there's typically someone in the know in almost everything, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so, or, or if there isn't. Maybe that's the field you go into. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if 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 you're in the family and maybe the family's lacking a carpenter, but there's a plumber, there's someone that fucking knows how to butcher, there's someone that knows how to fucking I don't even know what else. Any skill, right? I mean like medicine, baking. Medicine. Oh, yeah, medicine's phenomenal. A nurse, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. When you look at that way, then you're adding to the community mm-hmm. by going and getting a skill. You're adding to your your little community, and how much better is your community going to be when you have a full circle community, everyone helping each other out? Oh yeah, so much better. <clears throat> but I mean, another big thing is people will chase thirty grand, fifty grand. They will move away from family away from friends, they'll completely relocate Mm -hmm. in a different state to make an extra 20 grand. Yeah. That makes sense. Now you've got no one to help you and you're living on your own. Mm -hmm. No support system. Well, how much more are you spending now on that 20 grand? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got to, now you don't have someone to help you work on your car. You don't got someone to help you work on the house. You don't have anyone to help babysit the kids yeah you know so when you start adding all that shit up it's like oh yeah i'm making 20 grand more but i just spent 40 grand extra for all these other things yeah dude that's yeah and i'm not saying like 
personally, I didn't want to like keep living in Ashland. It wasn't quite big enough for like my goals and endeavors yeah. and like my dreams in life and shit. So exited that. But I didn't have like you don't have to go so far away that you can't get help or mm-hmm. you know or like separate from everyone and stuff. Yeah, cuz I mean you had car troubles and your parents would come down if you needed their help. Right. They come down from Ashland to hold your car one time. I know, and it broke down fucking two and a half hours east of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they aren't. I mean, Ashland's not that far where they can't come to help. Right. Yeah. What's your third route? Did you forget? Oh, no. Did I forget? I'm just curious. There's a new movie that came out. Ugh. I can't watch it. Leave the world behind. I can't watch it. Executive producers. Michelle and Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Very neat film. What was with the animals? I don't know. I still haven't figured it out. Oh, okay, cool. It w- I There was like conflicting articles trying to say like it's it's showing the animals now have the upper hand oh okay so are like essentially they're taunting the humans like now we are more powerful than you really weird um but they wouldn't be still i know that's why I, i didn't understand it okay the other thing would be that they are trying to warn the humans that something is coming Mm mm-hmm I didn't, I don't get either of those things. Yeah. It doesn't. When we, we were talking to someone about it, who were we talking to about it? I don't know. Someone said, like, it's weird what they do with the animals or something. Um, or, like, pay attention to what they do with the animals. Brooke. Um, Brooke no, Brooke hasn't watched it. I know Stefan said he didn't understand the deer thing. Kayla. Yes. Um, so anyways, this book was written in 2020 and Obama thought that, or loved, loved the series. Yeah, loved the book. Loved the book. And so he wanted to be an executive producer so that he could make sure they stayed as true to the storyline as possible. Yep. But along with staying true to the storyline, he also... Wanted to make sure that it was realistic and could... Uh, it could make you feel like it would happen in reality. Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to be accurate to where this could actually happen in reality. Mm-hmm. He didn't want it like sci-fi fake. Like he wanted it to make the movie so that this could... Like this actually could happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's how they made the movie. Mm-hmm. And there's three stages. The first stage... Is this ruining in the movie at all? I don't give a fuck. Turn okay, off cool. the podcast. Okay. There's three stages. Mm-hmm. The first stage uh, to like to like getting the world to to getting the U.S. or like the world to fail. The first stage is isolation. So they did cyber attack and they cut out all forms of communication. Boom, isolation. Right. Mm-hmm. Did they get rid of electricity or just like Mm-mm. Wi-Fi? Just Wi-Fi. Okay. Electricity was dumb. 
second thing they did was I, I can't remember the term, but it was like controlled acts of violence with no one to blame. Okay. Okay, so everyone's like freaking out and concerned. So in the case for the movie, it was like really high-pitched sounds, mm-hmm. which was like the, I don't know, I, we were looking it up. It said like microwave, it's like the power of a microwave or whatever. Okay, like the frequency. The frequency of a microwave or whatever. And so it's super loud and it makes you like your body like, shut down, die, teeth fall out, fucking bleed, like, internally oh, yeah, and shit, yeah. right? <clears throat> so, and then the third stage, so so now you're isolated. Now you're, like, freaking out because you're getting attacked from who knows where, right? Yeah. Third stage is civil war. And that happens on its own. So the first two, the first two things, they have to cause. Mm-hmm. They have to cause the isolation and they have to cause the, like, uh, the collaborated attack or whatever, right? And the third happens on its own. Civil War happens on its own, which falls right in line with the book I'm reading, Red Rising. Mm-hmm. And it, it it goes to the the book. The book's really good. Without giving away the book, it's there's there's people that rule the society, mm-hmm. the Golds. Yeah, it's in the, it's a caste system. Caste system, yeah. Yep. So you have like obviously. Your lower caste all the way up to your middle castes. And then your high caste. Mm-hmm. So high caste, right? Oh, yeah. Did I say middle? Yeah. I meant high. Uh, and then, so you got your golds up top. You got your reds are on bottom. Mm-hmm. The reds are slaves. Mm-hmm. People in between, some of them think they're free and like work for a living. But they're pretty much all just underneath. They pretty much do what their caste does. Yeah. Yep. That's it. So, what you realize is you need... A governing body you need a ruler mm-hmm. because if you don't have someone ruling setting the rules and everything it turns to straight chaos yeah people will turn to straight fucking primal animals in the book dude in the book they just turn to murder mm-hmm. raping pillaging torture mm-hmm. that was like the first thing they turned to within two weeks of being on their own with no one running over running them yeah. two fucking weeks that's i mean a- look at like the bigger cities where like people get caught and just released again or like mm-hmm. people know you're just gonna get a slap on the wrist like people have been stealing packages off of trains which is a federal right. offense mm-hmm. and they just get put in jail overnight and released back again mm-hmm. so yeah that that's why fucking like california is chaos right no, yeah, there's no structure, there's no rules, there's no um, punishments. Absolutely. So it's 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 just crazy, and that's the same thing with, like, it turns to civil war mm-hmm. because there's nobody running the show, mm-hmm. and people cannot function without someone ruling them. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. I legitimately believe that connects us all back towards fucking uh, community, like I was saying before. Yeah. People are just so against just like, I, I think people are afraid of falling into like a community setting. Mm-hmm. But if if people allow it, how much better it would be for everyone. You know what's so interesting too is how many people we know, not, not that we know, I shouldn't say that we know, how many people like that we've heard say uh, 
like not just in person but like online you always hear people say this like how they don't want to work for someone they want to be their own their own person Mm. and it's just so weird because so many people can't like you said can't function without structure without rules without guidance and like i don't think as people like we realize like we need that to not be in chaos so like right let's go with you you're an entrepreneur you don't have really anyone above you but you know there's still like rules and things you have to do in order to get the job done right you can realize that there's no one that's you know going to enforce those rules but you enforce them yourselves mm-hmm. someone who has just been a cashier for 30 years and doesn't strive to do better anything you couldn't put them in your role because they would just be like oh i'm free i can do whatever i want i don't need to do anything she's like no there's rules there's things you have to do to play the game and if you can't govern yourself like you're never going to succeed being higher up that is so true Mm -hmm. and i've seen that a lot I've seen a lot with guys. Uh, I'm thinking of a couple guys in particular that joined, uh, <clears throat> that became contractors, mm-hmm. their own contractors. They would work a lot, 40, 50 hours a week, mm-hmm. 60 hours a week. They become in control themselves, dropped on 25, 30 hours a week. <clears throat> because... They do not have somebody regulating them. They don't have someone governing them. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, so they, they drop down to that kind of hours. They're not doing the back end. They're not keeping up with all the back end bullshit you got to do too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not like. They're not upholding their standards. They're not upholding a standard. Nothing. None of that, dude. They just, they become lazy. They change their habits to be lazier. And it just goes down. And so two years ago. Mm-hmm. I thought more people need to be self-employed because 250 years ago is like, like 85, everyone. 85% yeah. of the population was self-employed 250 years ago. The problem is we have been so trained mm-hmm. by society that we no longer know how to fucking function on our own. Mm-mm. There's also so many rules now. So many rules, so much tax, so many other fucking things you have to do. You got a phone now on you at all times, so your business never leaves you. Mm -hmm. There are so many things in today's society where I think you should not. I try to talk everybody I know out of opening a business. 100%. Because you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Mm -mm. And people just fucking... You know, with social media, they see the fucking influencers, the the entrepreneurs, all this shit. It's a small percentage. Mm -hmm. And there's so many fucking things you have to know and you have to learn if you want to be self-employed. Even even just Mm self-employed. Paying your own taxes. Getting insurance. um, Making sure what you're doing is like correct getting the right, you know, depending on what you're doing, getting the right licenses, the right permits, all that shit, continuing your education, billing, receivables, mm-hmm. paying bills, 1099s, 1099s, so much shit, all that shit, just so you can be self-employed, 
the amount of fucking back end shit to that. This is not like today's world. This is not for the faint of heart. No. Even being self-employed, dude, is like a fucking big undertaking. Yeah, you're not free. I would say you're way less free. If you're self-employed, dude, you are the farthest thing from free, period. Mm -hmm. You are way more free if you have a fucking job. Like, think about it. I, for Gold Star, I get to go to work at 7. I can leave at 3.30 if I want. And you don't have to think about work until tomorrow at 7. Correct. And you have a few weeks vacation. You got good health care. You got benefits. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I I could just be living the fucking dream working there because I don't I, it doesn't it doesn't come home with me. It doesn't follow me everywhere. Well dude and think of I know I know multiple guys in the blue collar realm that go to work mm-hmm. for forty or fifty hours a week. It's usually structured, especially union guys, right? Yeah. They'll go to work forty, fifty hours a week. That's it. They come home. They make good money. They have phenomenal benefits. Mm-hmm. And that's it, dude. They go home. They don't have to think about shit. Mm. <clears throat> like today, I mean, I left my regular job early. I do on Tuesdays. I do have days mm-hmm. on Tuesdays so I can do work for uh, our business. Um, work there until 5, 530. And then Sean and I just talked more business for the rest of the night. And now we're here podcasting. And then now we're here podcasting and also talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's if you want to like it, a really harsh representation of like owning your own business, listen to Andy Frisella. Wow, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he, beautiful. De- he describes it the best way literally, it's a lot of losing, it's a lot of meh, 2% winning, 2% yeah. of the time you feel good about it. Yeah, it's wild, dude. But yeah, I people just need structure, like, like you said, the, the education system has fucked us. I, like, went to school with people that when they graduated college, that was the first time they didn't have structure. It was the first time they didn't have someone telling them what they should do next. And some of them freaked. Like, some of them are on anxiety meds now because of it. Fuck, yeah. Because they, like, they didn't know what to do. They, no one told, like, then there wasn't someone telling you what you need to do next. So then they had to figure it out on their own. And it did. It most of them it worked out fine but still i mean it took a lot of hard work to like get to a good place for them i think there's something to say about farming mm-hmm. dude yeah they build that builds good characteristics so i've 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 met and chatted with quite a bit of amish folk um and recently the other day i was at a mennonite mm-hmm. uh, yeah a uh, place. This kid, Price, hard to judge, 16 and 19. The motherfucker's outside working. I hand him my paperwork to get some lumber. Dude's fucking hands are like twice the size of mine, and he's only like two inches taller than me. Oh, damn. Oh, my God, damn. Dude just out cruising around, grabbing shit, no big deal. And you could tell he's just built. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, dude, manual labor, growing up eating quality food. So you're growing up working, you're growing up eating quality food. Mm-hmm. You got some fucking men out there. Mm-hmm. And then you got all of us little bitches, dude. 
that fucking grew up eating hamburger helper. Yep. Grew up fucking eating McDonald's mm-hmm. and deep fried every fucking thing. And we have to do shit just to try. I got to fucking, you know, lifting all the time and shit. Just to try to be as strong or as fit as the fucking dudes out there just working. And guess what? I ain't getting there. No. I ain't reaching that shit. No. <coughs> we just talked too about like how people in other countries like, obviously not third world countries, other like first world countries, <coughs> like they don't have to think about what food they get from the grocery store. Like, because their governments actually do a good job of, like, regulating what gets into food. <clears throat> so, like, because we've talked about it before. When we go to Europe, we can have beer, pasta, all that shit. And we feel great. Mm-hmm. Here we can't. Nope. And we're not the only ones. A lot of people feel that way. And, like, they can just go to their grocery store and get real fucking food. <clears throat> we listened to that podcast. I don't remember what podcast it was anymore. But a lady called in. And, um... She's like, I'm from, uh, uh, might have been Guatemala. Oh, man, I knew the country. Anyways, we're going to go with Guatemala. She moved to the U.S. on a visa, Mm -hmm. and she's been eating the same food, like the same type of food she ate down there. She's like... Colombia. Was it? I don't know. No. Um, It's Southern America. Yeah. Starts with a G. It's probably Guatemala, then. It could be. Um... She said she was like breaking out on rashes, had gained 20 pounds, doesn't feel good. Like, is she's like, I don't know, like, what's wrong with me? I'm eating the same stuff I've always ate. And they're like, nah, you might be eating the same food, but you're not eating the same food. Because mm-hmm. they're like, you're now eating Americanized food, which is causing all of your issues. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why do people live here? Thank you. It's fucked, dude. It's fucked what they allow, like they do to us, you know, and it's all intentional. Oh, yeah. It's all, everything's intentional. They're they trying to make us fat and lazy so then we can't fight back. Destroy the fucking country from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Make the make the people at the top uber rich. Mm-hmm. And we're just here getting fucked. Do you know who, the, who owns eBay? No. Either do I. I was talking about it at work. It's It's, random. um, Kind of, not really. Okay. We all know Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon. Oh, good point. And I fucking hate Amazon. Amazon's a shitty-ass company to work with. Okay. Did you look up who owns eBay? No. Um, eBay is is a super awesome company to work work with. Um, A lot of times, like, they, uh, like, um... Uh, not vest. Uh, they they ba- they back their sellers quite often, which is really nice. So like, and they do like back their buyers. So there will be times where they'll refund us our money and they'll refund the buyer their money too. And like me and a coworker were talking about like how do they make any money? And they do have obviously selling fees and stuff like that. But we're just like it's such a nice that. They care more about their sellers than Amazon does. <clears throat> Amazon doesn't give two fucks about their sellers. All right, ready? Yep. Pierre Omidoir was the founder. Okay. He owns a big share 
but it is a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. The largest shareholders are State Street. Okay. Vanguard. Okay. And BlackRock. Interesting. And he still holds a, a massive chunk, but they are the biggest players. Does he run it? Is he the CEO? Or no? No, I don't. I don't think so. Mm. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that like that company is actually way better ran, I would say. Um, and you don't know who the owner is. Like it's not well known who the Jamie owner is. Jamie Lennon oh, okay. is the president and chief executive officer of eBay Inc. Interesting. I know they, I guess eBay did do some shitty things with their call centers, but meh, that's besides the point. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, eBay, because my sister worked for eBay for a little bit, because it was, it was a call center called something, I don't remember, and then eBay bought it, and if you worked for eBay for, like, 10 years, you got, like, this huge, like, um, sabbatical, I think it was, like, a 30-day sabbatical. Oh, interesting. They sold before anyone made it to their tenure, at at least, like, the, like, Ouch. that calling center place. Ouch. Uh-huh. I was like, damn, dude, that's cold. But either way, they, they're better to us than Amazon. Either way. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. That's it, babe. Yeah, time I'm tired. Up. It's bedtime. All right, gang, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See you.